TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to Guys in a Mic Show. Beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us. Big dog and a coach at your service up until 11 o'clock. We'll, of course, be talking March Madness. The brackets and the matchups have kind of settled in. Monday's show, you're still kind of figuring everything out from Sunday. But now, like a fine wine, the bracketology has settled in. We're able to, with the aroma a little bit, let it set in and make our predictions and give our thoughts. And uh, we will do that. So we do here on Sports Talk Radio via the Internet on the TalkZone.com. we got a little spring training baseball to talk about. We'll jump off the sports page as well. And let's hear the end of this music before I uh, talk too much. Uh, outstanding producer extraordinaire David Olson giving us the uh, quality music. Along with the semi-adequate sports talk here, which what makes the two guys, Mike, show so special. David Olson looking pretty good. Did a little uh, haircut action over the weekend. You look a little trimmer, a little lighter, possibly a pound and a half off the body. Yeah, it wasn't over the weekend. It was yesterday. Ah, looks good. A little sp- uh, home delivery, sports clips, a bow ricks, or do you have your own personal barbera? Hair cuttery. The hair cuttery. Yes. Very interesting. And why hair cuttery over sports clips or a Bull Ricks? I'm a longtime Bull Ricks fan, by the way. No Bull Ricks in my area, and I, <laughs> I've had bad experiences with Bull Ricks in the past. Okay. Uh, and sports clips is too expensive. Yeah. I can all, I do that maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. You don't need the massage and yeah. the, the hot towel and all that stuff. I would say the same thing about um, uh, sports clips as I would about the Kentucky Wildcats. Overrated. And the massage they're talking about, it's a little, little, little mini vibrating thing on the back of the neck. Much, and I apologize to Chet Kopp because one of the spokespersons for the fine sports clips of the Chicago area, because Chet does some work on this particular station. I know uh, he's, I'm sure, paid handsomely by sports clips, but uh, overrated. Sorry, not worth the 25 bucks. On the other hand, a bullricks and a hair cuttery, David. I would argue that they're one and the same. Basically, it's the same barbers switching over from one to the other. You got the name on the front, but really, as we bring up uh, key topics here off the sports page, the hair cuttery and bull ricks, pretty much the same thing, right? Pretty much, pretty, pretty much. much. You put a sign up, you charge, you know, thirteen bucks, and uh, now you give a couple buck tip, five buck tip, you go ten bucks, or is it based on the uh, actual haircut? I round it up to twenty. Really? Yeah. That's nice. That is nice for you. That's nice. Of course, the place David goes to, they charge nineteen dollars, so it's not as good as it sounds. No, I think I think it's uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Twenty-one fifty. <laughs> yeah, fourteen or fifty. Well, that's very nice. I, I tend to do the same thing. Round it up to a nice twenty. That's uh, they're hardworking folks, not making that much money. Thank you very much. All right, scintillating sports talk radio. The voice you heard sneaking in on our scintillating bullricks hair cuttery discussion is the voice of Joel Radwanski. Joel, I know you're not watching via the webcast right now, but producer extraordinaire David Olson with the haircut looking sharp, looking trim, and fit 
awfully good. I only wish you were here to rub your hands through his hair. Oh, I, I do wish I was here, and I wouldn't be rubbing my hands through his hair, though. I promise you, Coach. I, you know, I've got a couple follow-up questions, but I think I'm going to hold off on that. I think I'll, I will let well enough alone. How are you, Big Doe? Everything good? What happened with the uh, – you left us after the show yesterday. You said it. you had seven minutes to hear from MLB. What happened? Oh, I haven't heard from him yet, Coach. So I, I sat around all day, and I paced the house. I got a lot done. I walked around in circles constantly. Mm-hmm. When are they going to call? When are they going to call? Mm-hmm. I did a bunch of stuff for my karma yesterday. Yep. I don't know if it worked out, but at least I have a waxed butt, mm-hmm. which is nice. You know what I mean? At least I got that going for me. Okay. So, <laughs> not sure uh, what that means, but it sounds uh, somewhat enticing. Yeah, I, I did not get – well, actually, yeah, I did a bunch of stuff for my karma yesterday. And then all I did was I'm preparing like I'm getting this job. Mm-hmm. So all I did was work on baseball stuff yesterday, mm-hmm. writing stuff up, uh, researching stuff. Uh, I joined a fantasy baseball league and, and did a and did what do you call a, a draft with these people yesterday. I absolutely dominated. Right, right. I mean, I got Evan Longoria and Tim Lentz to come in the first two rounds in a 12-player league. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Seriously. Right in the middle of March Madness, everybody else picking their brackets and the big dogs doing a fantasy baseball draft. Uh, we, uh, I had Digger Phelps on in the background, Coach, mm-hmm. in, a, in a constant loop. I actually did one over the Internet uh, The a friend of mine turned me on to, which actually combined both. The excitement for spring training and baseball and the current madness of March. And I believe that I've got Adam Dunn defeating Virginia Commonwealth in today's play-in game. Yeah, he does it with a long ball. Yeah, it's based on, like, the homers and hits they get versus how many points the team scores. I do, unfortunately, have your guy Tim Lensicombe in the fourth round. I have him losing to Duke in a quarterfinal matchup. He will, Tim Lensicombe will not make the final four in our belated brackets. Yeah, I hate to tell you, Coach, if Tim Lensicombe did go to a university, mm-hmm. even though he did go to the Washington Huskies, yep. he would go to Duke if he was a basketball player. You think so? I don't yeah. think, uh, I don't know. He's a little bit too much of a loose cannon for Mike, uh, Coach K. Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. God bless you. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Coach, since considering that he's been pulled over for marijuana. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's been busted for anyway. marijuana many, many times. And after they won the World Series, he says, I can't wait to get back to San Francisco because the bear is flowing and the smoke is in the air. <laughs> That's what he said. I mean, he was on the field and they were interviewing him. Another so, fine role model for the youth of society out there. Well, uh, besides that, what does he do? He works his butt off. Mm-hmm. Um, he has never been in any trouble whatsoever besides yep. uh, marijuana arrest. Yeah. Is, his, <laughs> is his annoying father still sitting in the sands and call the pitches for him? Yeah, he keeps you pick up the dollar. He keeps yelling. That's all he screams the whole time. Pick uh-huh. up the dollar. No, no. <laughs> no, the dad is, I remember back in college anyway. I don't know about major league level. But that was part of the deal when he signed in college, that the pitching coach, whoever it was, could not change. He had, obviously, if you've seen him, he has a very unique form and one that probably a lot of kids learning how to pitch should probably not copy, Big Dog. I would have to disagree with you, Coach. I think it's one of the most beautiful forms in all of sports. Really? And I love the fact that his dad went beyond and was like, listen, if you want to have the less the least amount of stress on your arm and throw the ball as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. You would have to do it this way, but it feels awkward. Do it for about a year. He does it for a year later, and now the kid throws a 165 pound mm-hmm. dude throws the ball 99 miles an hour. Yeah, he almost throws as fast as he weighs. <laughs> Which I don't know. If that's 
ever been done before. But so, so you he find, throws as fast as he weighs if you do it in kilometers and kilograms. <laughs> he like doubles it. Yeah, but aren't, aren't you worried some young kids listening out there might be taking advice from you, big dog, that if not properly and perfectly trained and maybe not even the same body type as a Tim Lincecum, you try that, you might you might end your career in first year of Pony League. Well, uh, yes, I, I, I don't know, Coach. The long stride, the the putting your arm way back and coming over the top with a sweet follow through, mm-hmm. that puts the least amount of stress on your arm as any delivery is going to do. Okay. So, like, but you're right. It, it would be nice to actually have Mister Lincecum actually to be the one who to teach it, but just mm-hmm. keep putting the dollar bill on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I got the dollar. That's what I got to do. And again, if you're uh, new to the program, just joining us, and as you know, Big Dog people hop it on board all the time here. The two guys at a mic show hop it on every day, but there's plenty of room. Oh, there's no question about it. The problem is for every one person that hops on, there's two or three hopping off. So our uh, our bandwagon is, is plenty of room. Plenty of room. Good seats still available, no question about it. But um, uh, the job that we're talking about is you have a, are in contention for ESPN's ultimate baseball fan. No, 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 let's get this right. Uh-oh. Major League Baseball. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a, it's a much okay. more prestigious than okay. ESPN. And there were like thousands and thousands of people who originally applied, and you have been narrowed down to the final ten, maybe? No, nah, less than that, Coach. Wow. Well, but the problem with the job is there's no second place. Yeah, there is no second place. Is it like is it like Miss America? If one if someone gets picked, do they like possibly pick you as the second stand-in, and if the guy who gets picked, you know, gets gets picked up for a drug allegation or something, then you would be the fill-in? Yeah, that, that, that's the thing, coaches. I think they're working on that right now because if they pick me, I think then they need the backup. That's the problem. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I know for sure if you I'm get a that job. Working individual. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and by the way, I can relate to your uh, pacing back and forth. We're going to get to March Mandis bracket breakdown in just a second, folks. But uh, right now it's Joel's nervous breakdown and breakdowns in general that lead off our show. I can relate so much to what you were just saying about what you did yesterday, because I can still remember Big Dog like it was yesterday. I had moved out to California post-collegiate years and was living uh-huh. in a very small studio apartment, and there was a job back home, a park district job, athletic director job, that I really, 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 really wanted. Had flown back for the interview, and she said she was going to call on that particular day. I did not go into work that particular day. Stayed in my little studio apartment the entire day, and I remember just literally, Pacing back and forth. I was too nervous to do any other activities, and I basically I probably walked like eight miles inside an apartment that was about maybe fifteen feet long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to like uh, snuff out your story, coach, but this particular job with Major League Baseball is a little bit more important than a park. District. I understand that, but I, but my, I prefaced it by saying I can relate to what you went through yesterday. You know, actually, what I did is I took a walk with the cell phone, and I I, I could have taken the bus and gone on and done all this stuff that I needed to do yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, I'm walking there. I could care. It's such a beautiful day out. You know what I mean? You know, so I walked there. And then mm-hmm. when I'm walking, there, I almost got hit by a car. And I'm like, what? <laughs> with my luck, I, I would be getting the call. Hey, this is a letter from Major League Baseball. You have your own television show. <laughs> right when that happened, bam, I get hit by a car. Just your luck. I haven't had the best luck the last couple. Uh, I've never I known. I have a small Asian woman tell me in March of 2011 <laughs> that I was going to everything was going to work out for me. If uh-huh. you remember correctly, Coach. I do. 
This is the month that it's supposed to happen. This is mainly. I think I'm, I'm, I'm like a hundred times because I've kind of banked on this. That's why I've been I've been sleeping in for two and a half years. So why, mm-hmm. why should I even try it? March 2011, everything's going to work out for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, just be careful. Walk. Walking's supposed to be the safest mode of transportation, but with you, apparently, uh, every day a walk is like a life-threatening experience. One day it's the train, next day it's a car. The next day you're slipping and falling on something. Be careful out there, will you, oh, please? You, you have no idea. When I'm walking and it's icy out, I freak out because I feel like yeah. cars not stopping and they're sliding towards me. Mm-hmm. And then there, there's another car coming in the other direction. So I have to decide whether I have to stay still and jump <laughs> and land on the car when it comes to hit me. You know what I mean? That move, that's probably one of the safer moves. Uh... Or see if I can run in front of the car that's coming and if I'd be able to make it and not slip on the ice, when you have to make decisions like that, Coach, it's very difficult to to do it when you actually have a, like a burrito and a phone in your hand at the same time. <laughs> Before talking to you in the last couple of weeks, I used to consider going out for a walk, a nice uh, stress-free, very safe thing to do. But all of a sudden, it's become like uh, you know a life-threatening experience. My my little walks are not as enjoyable as they used to be, Big Dog. I, I, I'm sorry that I wrecked those for you, yeah. Coach, but you're walking around. In Kenilworth, what's going to happen to you? <laughs> so he's going to come by and like uh, assess your house and increase your taxes. I mean, really, what can happen to you while you're walking around in well, Kenilworth? Yeah, I, I could be accosted by a kid selling uh, or you know Girl Scout cookies or something like that. No, they don't sell Girl Scout cookies. They sell caviar there. Come on, <laughs> it's not Kenilworth, but it's close to it. Thank you very much. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog. Let's get to the matter at hand. March Madness. I opened up the show by saying. Yesterday, you know, was everything was still kind of new. We're breaking through the brackets. But now, as we look at the bracket towers, as we look at the matchups, and it starts tonight, by the way, it's like a fine wine that has settled a little bit. We've swished it around in the cup. We've taken a couple of tastes. I think today our perspective much better on the NCAA tournament than yesterday. Any thoughts that uh, have entered into your mind? Any uh, Teams you think maybe are going to be surprised. I got a couple of them, studs and duds, and also which is the first round matchup you're looking forward to most, Big Dog? Well, yeah, it, it, it hasn't changed. It's still Belmont, Wisconsin for the the first round matchup okay. that I'm, I'm looking most forward to because I like that one. Contrasting styles, contrasting sizes of school, mm-hmm. and uh, and teams that lay it all out on the floor. Mm-hmm. I know all 68 teams. Let's be honest, Coach. All 68 teams are going to play like it's the last game of the season because it possibly could be, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, there, there's just some schools. Like, let's face it, my diehard team, Illinois, they don't play like they don't lay it on the floor every night. You know what I mean? And hopefully they will in the tournament. But Wisconsin mm-hmm. and Belmont, both teams definitely do. So all right, after the first break, clear. by the way, we're going to do something unique. And I like your Wisconsin Belmont matchup. By the way, that's uh, I think a good one. Contrast in styles, contrast in conferences, and I think Belmont will uh, press them to the limit. I don't know if they can beat them, but they're going to push them. I got Belmont going to the Sweet 16. Coach. Do you really? Yeah. Wow, I, yeah. I like that team. I really do like okay. them all year long. Our boy Kevin Horan loves them, but I, I've been mm-hmm. telling Her, Her, Kevin how bad they are. Yeah. He's getting upset. But after the break, you and me are going to walk through the brackets and see if we can collectively. We might differ a little bit, but we're actually going to get at least to the Sweet 16. We might have to finish up tomorrow, but we're going to do a combined kind of like a you know in the psychologist's office when you kind of walk through the process. That's what the two of us are going to do together. It'll be very therapeutic for you as you wait for your big job offer, Big Doug. Uh, it sounds like a really, really, really yep. fun idea, Coach. <laughs> By the way, David Olson, our producer, wants to know, if the phone rings in MLB, and I know you're dedicated to this job, if it rings during the show while you're on the air pontificating, 
Will you, dedication to the job, continue on and pass up maybe the dream of a lifetime? Or will you interrupt the show and take the phone call? You make the well, call. Do you think it actually hurts my chances actually getting the job if I if I don't answer right away? Possibly. Okay, then I'm 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 hanging up on you guys and I'm gone. I can't blame you. I can't but then blame again, you. I mean, the last thing I would do is have them say no, and then I get back on, and then I, I drop uh, seven different words that I can't say on the Internet. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, if you don't get the gig, just call in sick the rest of the show, okay? I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to erupt. You have no idea, Coach. I'm yeah. going to, I mean, I'm going to start looting, and I'm going straight to Naperville. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anybody that wants to offer some help to the big dog, 888-463-6748. Maybe someone in Major League Baseball listening to our show right now. My guess is they probably are. Maybe a John Cruck. Possibly about Bobby Valentine. Who knows? Maybe even a Buck Showalter. But uh, give us a call. Talk to the big dog. Walk him off the ledge. 888-463-6748. By the way, you had mentioned the uh, announcers on the post-bracketology show firing on the committee. I finally, this morning, I haven't watched all of it, but I watched the part you were talking about. Wow. Jay Billis, Digger Phelps, Hubie Green, whoever the host was, Dick Vitale, ripping. Ripping the committee, big dog, like yeah, I have never heard yeah. before. They were vehemently upset that UAB and VCU got in. They called it. It wasn't like there was any in between. They flat out called it a bad decision. I think yeah. Jay Billis even made the comment. Some of the people in that room don't even know if the ball is round. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's what I was getting at, Coach. Because there have been years in the past that they'd be like, "Well, you know, they 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 took so and so, but I think so and so should have gone." And I don't understand why they're doing. This mm-hmm. was exactly like totally different. There was five angry men on that podium the other yeah. night. <laughs> I was really surprised because. Normally they're supposed to get their back and all that, but it, I, I was pretty surprised by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was good to hear. It was yep. from the heart, you know. It, I, I'm not in that room making the decision, so go right ahead and rip those guys. Mm-hmm. So Hubie Green is good. Digger Phelps very Hubie. very good. Jay Billis, Hubert Jay, Davis. Hubert Davis. Way. I'm sorry. Jay Billis is so good, big dog. He is just so good. Sense of humor, passion for the game, intelligent combines. Taking it serious, but also will get light. And he doesn't, he's not afraid to tell it like it. He is so good. He's become maybe, maybe, I don't know if I'm going too far. Maybe I'm getting lost in the moment. The best college basketball analyst that I've ever heard in my 54 years on this uh, fine planet. Coach, he, he might be. To, to be honest, I don't think you're going too far overboard. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, he's one of the finest in his profession. Yep. And I mean, I'm talking about. Any analyst right now, you talk about like the Barry Melrose, the hockey. Yep. Uh, I mean, John Clayton, the football. He's right up there as a college basketball analyst coach. Mm-hmm. And um, what about you know now? Apparently, with True TV and TBS and TNT, I'm reading where we're going to get like you know, it wasn't just one time, but we're going to get a lot of Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller. You got all these NBA guys and that are going to be part of the college broadcast, and apparently, we're going to see ESPN's not involved, right? So we won't see a lot of their guys. Um, no, it's good. That's like that every year, though. Yeah, but not, not, not the pro guys, but it's always yeah, the same it's, thing. You know? But it's worse this year because the fact that they're going four stations and it's TBS, TNT uh, connected for the first time ever, it's much worse because we're going to get a lot of, apparently, the Reggie Millers and Charles Barkleys of the world bringing us the college basketball tournament. That's upsetting. Yeah, so basically it's going to be a bunch of guys who just watched the game and haven't watched these teams all year long. Mm-hmm. 
that's basically the type of analysis yes. we're going to get. And that's what we got on the regular Channel 2 regular selection show. A very disruptive. By the way, Dick Vitale. Uh-huh. Dick Vitale. He's been slumping a little bit. You know, when I say slumping for Dick Vitale, he's gone from great to good, but he is back. Dick Vitale's got the mojo going on that post-bracketology show. That was vintage. Dick Vitale, did you catch a little bit of his diatribes? Oh, yeah, Coach. Yeah, and, and you're right. You know, cancer takes a lot out of you. So you, yeah. I'm glad to see that he that he's back to being yeah. the vibrant thing that, that he once was. When he gets on a roll, it is, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not only uh, basketball, a good basketball stuff, it's just entertaining to watch. The guy's funny. Yeah, he is. He is funny. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give you that. To and there's something to be said just to be able to watch somebody who truly – truly loves their sport and loves what yes. they're doing. That's why Major League Baseball mm-hmm. better give me this job because I'm going to give them the, the vital type of effort every single time I'm out there, mm-hmm. if, if you understand what I'm getting from, Coach. Well, you don't need to convince me. I've been with you 10 years, and there's no, I'm convinced there's nobody on the planet that uh, is more passionate from the very inside out, not outside in, but inside out, than you, my friend, on the sport of baseball. Okay, well, hopefully hopefully I'm getting that. So, And, and you know, I'm not kidding you. Is like when... When I when I do this job, I actually think about people like Vital and and Billis. Mm-hmm. How much they love their sports. Yeah. So take take the best of all the good people and then develop your own style. And I think that is a, a recipe for success. I'm going after Magic Johnson's speech pattern. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, I'm going after uh, you know a bunch of other stuff. Harry Carey's professionalism. So. Yep. Dick Dick Vital's haircut. Yes, I got to have that, Coach. Mm-hmm. I have to have it. Yep. Whose preparation would you copy? The preparation of Bobby Knight, probably. Oh yeah, we're just showing up and not even wearing a tie. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A. Smith's ability to get along with other people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, because maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. Those yeah. those all might be bad ideas. Now that I really think about it, because uh-huh. I really want this job. Yeah. So. Uh, if this doesn't work out, I think you you go all contraire. Future jobs, you go as a – it's sort of like your theory with women. The ruder you treat them, the more you seem to attract them. I think if this gig does not work out, you have to go complete reverse the curse, complete all contraire, and every job you apply for, you're just as obnoxious as possible, and your resume is, you know, basically does not get along well with others. It, well, that, it works for Harry Carey. Yeah. Believe it or not, when Harry Carey actually – he just shows up at the – I'll think. I know Dave Olson knows it. What is it? WKMX. WKMX no, no, it's Cincinnati. A, I, I I know Dave Olson knows where the St. Louis Cardinals have been on for. Oh, KMOX. Yeah. KMOX. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he went into KMOX in, in 1945, the, mm-hmm. the spring before, and uh, he said he he went in there, coach, because he was a. Uh, a switch hitting 300 hitting shortstop. Uh-huh. Okay, problem was it was 150 from both sides of the plate, so he knew he wasn't <laughs> going to make it. He knew he wasn't going to make it into baseball, and he walked. He kept trying to get an interview, trying to nobody. So he just walked into Camo West and basically was like, "I'm your play-by-play guy from now on." He's like, "I'm sick of trying to get a hold of people. I, I this is a job that I'm supposed to have. Give it mm-hmm. to me." And they were like, "Okay, here. yeah, that's uh, what it worked out for Harry Carey, didn't it?" It did, and that, that's what you and me, quite frankly, need to do at uh, one of our Chicago sports talk shows. At the risk of uh, offending here the fine folks of the talk show, that's what, you and me just need to go down there with two chairs, plant our rear ends in one of their offices, and just start doing the show. That's, that's exactly what we need to do. The only problem yeah. is I don't know if we can get away with the demand and stuff the way Harry Carey did it because 
quite honestly, especially when your hair's a little messed up, you look delusional. And with and the way I look, people think like <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy that takes them out back and breaks their arms. You know what I mean? So yeah, but, I don't know. Is especially 2011, we can get along with that and the way we look. Yeah, I think we could try. People tell me, Big Dog, I'm a good delusional though. The, the delusional oh, yeah, work. I have, I'll admit that you is, are a good delusional. Yeah, it's kind of a safe delusional look. Doesn't doesn't scare you like some of the, you know if there could possibly be a positive side to delusional. But thank you. Well, well the, see, it is kind of scary. Like if you're an at home nurse, because you're the kind of delusional <laughs> that looks like you might need to be wiped. Yep. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the only person that get, might get turned down by hospice. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Not this time. But thank you very much. By the way, and again, right after the first break, me and the big dog are going to walk through it, talk through it in the psychologist's office together. We are going to come up with our uh, winners to the Sweet 16 and beyond. We're going to do this together. Want to hear your uh, studs and duds, teams you think might be uh, amongst us, the uh, well, uh, the better teams, who's a stud and who's a dud, who's for real and who might be an early out. We also want to know what your best first-round matchup is, the must-see game, the best game. And uh, remember yesterday, Big Dog, we talked about people, if they want to check in, with their secret ingredient for making picks. I don't want you to give away... You know, don't give away the McDonald's French fry recipe or the Coca-Cola recipe, but if there's one little ingredient you found to be successful in making the picks and you want to give that hint to some of our fine listeners, we'd love to hear from you. 888-463-6748. Tribune listed the all-name team for the tournament. Big Dog, you ready? I, and I was just the, the universities or player? No, these are the players. Okay, too bad. Shamaji Chicka Bay Bay still ain't playing. God bless you. What team does uh, Chimake Chikubebe play for? Oh, he, he doesn't play anymore, but he played like four or five years ago from some. I think it was UCLA. Isn't that the start of a U2 song? Chimake Chikubebe. Chimake Chikubebe. He played for UCLA? Yes. Wow. Yes, wow. Uh, by the way, I told you my son's thinking of going to UCLA. Uh, I would encourage him, Coach. Yeah, not the one out there. UCLA, which stands for Oakton College, which is the, the university closest to Lake Avenue. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, that's it's beautiful, especially in, in January. <laughs> it is lovely this time of year. Starting yeah. five of the all-name team, according to the Tribune, Ohio State's very own man in the middle, Dallas Lauderdale. His nickname, of course, Fort. A.J. Yawn from Florida State. Syracuse has a starting player named Fab Mello. Not Carmelo, but... Fab Mello. Yeah. Alabama State. Well, hold on, there. Syracuse also has a player named Scoop Jardine. And he's not even listed here, which is a shame. <laughs> How can Scoop Jardine be not be at you? I don't, I don't know, Coach. All right. Ivory White for Alabama State. How about that name? Ivory White. Uh, and then his, my favorite. His girlfriend's name is Ebony Black. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. West Virginia, start, again, this is the starting five, according to the Tribune All-Name team. Dalton Pepper from West Virginia. What do you think his nickname is? Dalton. Dalton Salt and Pepper. You gotta yep. love it for West Virginia. On the bench, Vander Blue from Marquette. I actually like that name. Blake Cushingberry from Oakland. Festus Azelli from Vanderbilt. Blaze. Go on to the one, the Berry one again. I want to hear that one again. Blake Cushingberry. Plays for Oakland. That's, that's a white dude. There's no doubt that is a white dude. Probably. Yes. <laughs> Blaze okay. French from St. Peter's. Two F's. Blaze French. French. I don't know if that's two how it's... Two F's at the beginning? Two F's it's in the beginning. Two F's. Two F's in the beginning. A capital F and then a small F. Go for it. I've never heard of anything. Whoever came up with that name deserves the F. 
<laughs> Long Island, Booker Hooks, H-U-C-K-S. Very cool. Arkansas, Little Rock. You can watch them play tonight, I believe. Gus Leeper, not a bad name for a basketball player. Speaking of that, remind me, I need to tell you something about the slam dunk contest. And Utah State, this guy's rated number two. His name is Pooh Williams. There's your all-name team, and you're right. How do they leave Scoop Jardine off the all-name team? I am not sure. Okay. I don't know how they do that, but, uh, you know, sticking with college basketball, but not talking about the tournament, you know, like every year, right when the tournament is done, like on that Monday, usually like on that Tuesday, they have the, the collegiate slam dunk contest mm-hmm. and three-point contest. Okay. Uh, have you, do you watch that, Coach? I do not. Well, uh, this year there's a kid from Illinois College that is all over YouTube doing these dunks. He's five foot ten, but he plays at a, a, a Division three school, really tiny school, Illinois College, and uh, there, people are trying to get the NCAA to actually put him in the slam contest because uh, normally it's all like a bunch of Division one guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully they wake up and do this. Coach, if you see this kid jump, Illinois College. The dunks he's doing would have won the professional slam dunk contest this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because imagine everything Blake Griffin doing, but somebody about a foot shorter doing it and a little bit less power. So if any of the fans out there want to YouTube it, um, Illinois College slam dunk? Yeah, I'm not sure what the name of the kid is, but yeah, that's. If you, but he plays at Illinois College in Jacksonville, Illinois. I put 10 white kid that could He flies, Mm -hmm. coach. Yeah. It's like it's mind-boggling. The first time you see it, you won't even believe it because it just looks so good when you see somebody so short doing okay. the stuff he's doing. Very good. I will check that out. Jacksonville, Illinois, by the way, if memory serves me correct, the uh, Capital Four or the headquarters for the midget throwing contest, right? Wasn't it around there? Oh, no, no. It's funny because I went to school in Jacksonville, Illinois, McMurray College. They were our rival in every sport besides football because they refused the playoffs because playoffs, cause they're a bunch of – well, I don't okay. think they had a football team. That was part of the reason why they refused to play. They, well, I wouldn't exactly call that a football team, but yeah, they they refused to play us. As a matter of fact, I went to their uh, president while I was in school and mm-hmm. asked them in writing and had a petition from everyone at my school. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, my school wants to do it. Is there? Is, will your school do it? Oh yeah, we'll play you. We'll play. He had never heard back from him. I never heard back from him. They were always they'd always talk it, but they never come to the table. And I went to the mayor of Jacksonville to try to get them to play and play for the coach. You think I'm kidding? You're a college kid, and you you meet with the president of another institution, and then you go to the mayor of the town. Yes, that's some serious chutzpah for you. I, well, I was the president of our college, coach. What? Yeah, I was the student body president. Are you serious? I never brought this up. David Olson and the. 16 months and three days and uh, 32 minutes that we've been on the air, but who's keeping track? Have we ever been divulged to the fact that the Big Dog was a college class president? No, we were not. Wow. David Olson, let me ask you this. How shocking and uh, disruptive do you find the fact that Joel actually represented an entire collegiate institution? Actually quite proud of that fact. Really? Thank you. Thank you, David yeah. Olson. Right. Some people have, here believe in me, Coach. You must have talked to Dave before the show, because I find that shocking and appalling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, How I, did you? I, then okay. I went to, with the same petition, <laughs> I went to the mayor of Jacksonville and tried to to, to rub his, his stack a little bit, was like, hey, we'll call it the Mayor's Cup. We'll, 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 we'll name the game after you. 
you know, I was, and I was like, I'll even pay for like a $10 trophy that you can hand back and forth to these schools every single year. He was all for it. Jacksonville, Illinois College would not They do it. didn't even have a football team. How can you schedule your – you're trying to play like an intramural team. They didn't play college football at Illinois College. I'm going to tell you this straight up, Coach. They had a varsity football team, and I will agree with you again. They didn't have a football team there, but technically they did. All right. Tell they me quickly. They could go there and put on for like, and they played in the whatever conference with Principia. I mean, we would have beat this team eighty to nothing. They were just afraid <laughs> to get annihilated. So very quickly before we head to a break, and then you and me go through a walkthrough of the uh, the brackets quickly. Uh, how did Jacksonville, or I guess you took a trip from Jacksonville to the midget throwing contest? Very quickly oh, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the, the midget throw. The last time midget tossing was legal in the United States. <laughs> was 1990, and it was in our great state fair, the State Fair of Illinois. Ah. Phenomenal. If you want to see a hog slaughtered and then eat it within an hour, mm-hmm. Illinois State Fair. Uh, I'm, I'm, coach, it, I mean, it's not exactly metropolitan or cosmopolitan. Oof. But I'm telling you, you can see stuff you never saw. Uh, so that's in Springfield, Illinois, 30 miles west or east of uh, uh, Jacksonville. I think their motto at the Illinois State Fair is, on a clear day, you can smell forever. This is true, and if this is no joke, people. I was at a midget tossing competition, and I got to it looked like a lot of fun. Not for the midget, but for everybody else, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it was like on a slip and slide, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, these guys would like would get like a run and start, and they would throw them from like their neck and the small of their back. These guys were professional. I didn't see any of the midgets laying on their head. Uh-huh. Well, so some big burly guys like do they spin around like in a discus throw and then fling the the uh, designated midget down the down the runway? After an uh, after an accident way back in '54, they 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 made that particular move illegal. You had to go straight forward <laughs> with no spinning. That so, takes all the fun out of it. You know what? I mean, if these guys have already had children and stuff, they're passing their genes down, so mm-hmm. it's not like you're you're. You're not letting them pass, you know, pass along. So I'm with you, coach. Okay. I would say go all for it. I like no holds barred midget tossing. That's the style mm-hmm. I like personally. Okay. Hal I mean, from so, Hal from Holbrook wants to know: uh, Did you were the midgets there? Or did you have to bring your own midget? Oh no 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 no! You had to bring your own midget. These really? people did it as a team. This was like a traveling league. Okay. So when they made this illegal, a lot of people were out of work, coach. You know, everybody. Nobody thinks about the people that actually have the mm-hmm. jobs. Oh, right. doing the fourth safety of the midgets. What about the kids of the midgets that had to eat? Okay. But ever since then, there has been a very, there's been an upturn in midgets on television and in reality shows. Okay. So right, well. maybe, maybe it helped, you know, and so it, for that year or two of them suffering without having a job of getting thrown through the air, they were able to, to really reach new heights. Now that the, uh, <laughs> now that the NFL players are out of work, Michael Vick has got some spare time, maybe uh, in his backyard, you know, he could start like a midget tossing contest. Under, underground and without people knowing about it until they're discovered. You know, you're exactly right because that's actually hurting human beings so those mm-hmm. so these people wouldn't care. Oh, no, they're killing, he's killing dogs. You know, but, but yeah. you throw a midget. Oh, he's throwing a midget. It's okay. So, <laughs> so there's a big difference. Though. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Big dog, uh, we're going to have to do it quickly, and you and me disagree a lot, but somehow we are going to have to go kumbaya and find some quandrum here as we are going to uh, analyze the brackets quickly and march teams along a collective psychological process. This is what this is. Okay, I don't know if the listeners are going to enjoy it, but David Olson, our producer, thought it would be good for you and me together to reach a quandrum 
and walk us through the bracket tournaments and see if we can figure out who wins, okay? I, I can hold your hand for about 10 minutes, so that's that, no problem. That's all it will take. It'll be quick, it'll be easy, and just uh, make sure you wear rubber gloves. We'll take a quick no, you're, break. Yeah, you're, yeah, if your palm gets sweaty, I'm going to get a little scared. Turn and cough, my friend. When in doubt, turn and cough. Two guys in a mic, talkzone.com. Big dog in the coach up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open. March Madness Talk, 888-463-6748. Back in 38 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. A couple of quick NBA notes, big dog, before we do our Together Bracket. That's what we're calling this, the Together Bracket. First time experience, folks. Uh, not sure if it'll work or not, but big dog and a coach doing the Together Bracket when we disagree. We'll have about 20 seconds to find a kumbaya and somehow agree. Uh, welcome back, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Phone lines are open anytime you want to interrupt us. We more than encourage it. In fact, our listeners will tell you when me and the big dog are interrupted by the caller. That's actually the best part of the show. So please, 888-463-6748, 888-463-6748. Two quick NBA notes, big dog. One, uh, don't look now, but here come the Miami Heat. They beat San Antonio yesterday by 30 points. I think the loss to the Bulls. And the crying in the locker room type thing, which was way over exaggerated, by the way. They might have hit rock bottom, and they're bouncing back, and the, and the bounce could be quite high. The Heat are back. Yeah, I, I was a little afraid when I heard everybody making fun of yep. those because I was like, no, no, don't, don't give them a reason, you know, yep. to back into a corner and come together as a team, and, and everybody has. So mm-hmm. I like the way uh, Derrick Rose responded to it, and, and, and like when they asked him, he was like, "This is an emotional game." Yep. And uh, so if they did cry in the locker room, I can understand that. Yeah, that's good. I'd rather have him cry <laughs> in the locker room than. Other idiots, I would never cry. A real uh, man doesn't cry. You know, I'm like, yeah, what, what a jerk. They, they weren't crying like that. I'd rather have him do that than get dressed quickly and walk out of the locker room. Uh, each guy on their own, go with their entourage and go party somewhere. I'd, I like that emotion in the game. I'm with you, Coach. That, yep. And Derrick Rose did not add to the fuel that the Heat all of a sudden have uh, over the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, Coach. Since that game, I think they lost the one after that, didn't they? Uh, and then they've been killing everybody ever since. Yes, including San Antonio last night by 30 points. Chris Bosh, he's the key. If he starts to feel comfortable in that role, look out. 30 points, 12 rebounds. And uh, the final NBA note, New Jersey Nets big dog. Five wins in a row, and you know who the new point guard for the New Jersey Nets is. The best point guard in, in the NBA, that is Darren Williams. Tell me he hasn't made a difference. Darren Williams elevating the level of his team. Five wins in a row. But the heretofore more more abound New Jersey Nets. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know how much of a future they have because mm-hmm. it's basically Darren Williams and a bunch of cast off. Uh, Blake Lopez is pretty good. Yeah, uh, Brock Lopez, uh, he's a pretty good coach. He's pretty, I, I confuse him with his twin brother who's horrible. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, one Lopez, clearly better than the – I don't know if I'd call him horrible, but uh, Brock is the real deal, legit NBA player. Yes. Yeah. Um. By the way, do you like that, uh, uh, David Olson, moribund? What, what was the word I used before? That was pretty impressive. That, that was pretty. I, I get, didn't actually think you, you knew what it meant, Coach. I get, well, no, I don't, but I, I get more impressed with my verbiage as, uh, as the days go on here. Sometimes, every once in a while, big dog, I even impress myself. All right, are you ready? Big yes, dog? I'm ready. Coach. Thank you very yes, much. Each, we're going to start. Gonna add something to it. No, this is the together bracket. Big dog and the coach, first time ever taking a walk. Through the Bracketology Park. East Bracket. Villanova, George Mason, the bye team, which is going to be uh, UAB or Clemson or Ohio State. Are we sending Ohio State quickly, or do you want to even debate that? No, I don't want to debate it at all. Ohio State's going there, Coach. The only team I really worry about in that group, Clemson. I, I don't worry Clemson. Okay. I, I, unless they've really improved since the ACC tournament. All right. The last time I saw them play, it was not... Of course, that was in November, Coach. All right, no chance the Bucks uh, get knocked off. I think I'm with you. I have a slight concern, but let, let's move on here. Uh, next group slight of concern is the fact I want them to win. That's the only concern well, I have. Yes, but this needs to be as a professional that you are, Big Doe. We're making objective predictions here. Yeah. West Virginia, Kentucky's taking on Princeton. West Virginia versus um, who do we got? The East number one team. Who the heck is that? That's the winner. Oh, I'm sorry. UAB and Clemson. The other one is Texas, San Antonio, Alabama State. So here's Clemson, possibly if they beat UAB. I'm not convinced on Kentucky. Do we dare put Clemson as the winner here, Big Dog? West Virginia has a chance to, to advance. Bobby Huggins. Mm-hmm. I mean, West Virginia is pretty good too, Coach. You know, they've lost a couple of games recently. Mm-hmm. Are you with me in uh, maybe knocking off a number a number two team or a number well, – I guess Kentucky's a four seed. I'm surprised. But are we going to leave Kentucky behind as an early out? How, how can the four and the two be in the same pod? No, they're not. Kentucky's a four. They should be a two, but they're a four. I'll throw oh, you something else. Good. How is Kentucky a four and the Florida Gators a two? Explain a por favor. Because didn't Florida win the Southeast Conference? No, they didn't. Kentucky. Well, Florida won regular season. Kentucky won the tournament, though. Okay. But it just seems odd that one team's a two, one team's a four. Kentucky's very hot right now. All right, so you want West Virginia, I want Clemson. Okay, we'll go with Clemson. That's fine, because West Virginia's lost some games recently. So Clemson would come out of the first four. They'd pull like what Connecticut did in the Big East tournament, where Connecticut went five out of five. Clemson's going to win back to back to back and advance to the Sweet 16. I like it. Next four, Big Dog Syracuse, another possible high seed. Could be an early out taking on Indiana State, Marquette, and Xavier. Popular pick is Xavier here. And then Syracuse is the smart pick. Think so? Yeah, that's. Xavier ends their streak of three consecutive Sweet 16s, which is the longest in all the college basketball. It ends this year. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm hesitatingly going with you, Syracuse, in the Sweet 16. Good Syracuse team, Coach. Okay. Guys that share the ball and defend. I, I like that in tournament time. All right, so. F- final foursome. Jim Beheim, of course, has plenty of experience in the tournament as well. Final foursome in the East, North Carolina and Long Island, Washington and Georgia. 
I love North Carolina going a long way, Big Dog, but uh, your input. I I am getting knocked out in the Sweet 16 after they make it there. Though, okay, so. so you got Carolina coming out of that foursome. Yeah. Okay. You and me might might argue when it comes Carolina against Syracuse. Yes, exactly. All right, let's Syracuse move <laughs> very quickly to the Western bracket. Duke taking on Hampton, Michigan, and Tennessee. In my own bracket, big dog, I've got Michigan. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yeah. I got the Michigan Wolverines going to the Final Four. You're out your mind. <laughs> Brand new Fab Five, baby. Promo. Brand new Fab Five. Forget about Jalen Rose and Juwan Howard. It's Stu Douglas. It's Zach Novak. It's Darius Morris, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Raymar Morgan. Or the kid Morgan in the middle. That is your new Fab Five, and you can't like two better subs coming off the bench than Smogrich and Vagrich. <laughs> I, I think I'm allergic to those guys. John Smogrich and Matt Vagrich. Any team with a Vagrich and a Smogrich as your first two. So I got Michigan going to the Final Four, but I'm assuming you want Duke coming out of here? Uh, yeah, I have Michigan losing to Duke, Coach, yeah. Okay. All right, I'll go with you. This is our together together bracket, so we have to have compromise here. Next for some Arizona. Are you okay over there? I, I don't know. Every the last couple, it's like every thirty six hours I go on a sneezing. Uh, Why is it always on our show? If you it's can't not always, it's every other day on the show. If you can't love the one you're with, love the one you. No, if you can't love the one you want, big dog, love the one you're with. You okay? I can't explain what just happened to me. I don't. I have no idea. Are you okay? Yes, I'm all right, Coach. All right. Remember, I would give you the famous Harry Carey line that uh, sometimes too much to drink is still not enough. Well, I didn't have anything to drink. I don't know why I'm sneezing. I'm just checking. All right. Arizona, Memphis, Texas, and Oakland. Who comes out of that quadrant? Oakland. Oakland. What? Oakland. Oakland. Yes. Oakland's going to beat Texas. Oakland's going to beat Texas and then go to the Sweet 16 and win. Anybody out of the hard street to Oakland is going to be a tough team. All right. So you got Oakland going to the Sweet 16. All right, I'm walking in the park with you here. I'm not going to. You, 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 you can you can debate this. I know that. In the interest of time, I will debate you when I want to debate you. I've got to pick and choose my times to debate you. Uh, Cincinnati, Missouri, Connecticut, and Bucknell. Cincinnati, Red. I'm sorry. Connecticut, obviously the hot team. Did they give it all up in their five for five in the Big East Tournament Big Dog, or do they still have something left? Usually that happens whenever a team uh, plays like unbelievable and, go, and extends themselves in that big uh, East mm-hmm. tournament. They usually lose in the first round. All right, you want to think it happens this time, Coach? You want to go a Mizzou here or a Cincinnati? I almost like Mizzou. <laughs> I'm gonna let you make that pick. I'm Mi- with right. the Missouri. Coach, yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go Missouri in the Sweet 16. As sensational as Kemba Walker is, I think Missouri's going to find a way to get there. Final foursome as we walk, take a walk through the park here. Our uh, together brackets, you want to check in and call us crazy, feel free to do so. God forbid you actually want to agree with us, you can do that too. 888-463-6748, the first ever together bracket. Big dog and a coach walking hand in hand. Temple, Penn State, we're still in the west bracket. San Diego State and Northern Colorado. I got a Northern Colorado love going on, big dog. And it's not going to help you when San Diego State runs them off the floor. Think so? Athletically. All right. So you got San Diego State knocking off Temple or Penn State? Yeah. Okay. 
I'll go with you. I'll, the Temple Penn State game is going to be a great first round matchup too. Mm-hmm. I know we're you know talking Wisconsin Belmont, but I really like that uh, the Penn State uh, Temple game because mm-hmm. those two teams defend. And they're going to be scratching tooth and nail. That's going to be the best 55-52 game of the tournament. Uh, TNT, 1 p.m. on Thursday. you got to be a rocket scientist to figure out who, when, or where these games are on. But one thing we know is you can watch each and every game instead of uh, having CBS switch you around from game to game. So that'll be a nice advantage this year. By the way, quick note as we head over to the southwest bracket. We're doing pretty good here, Big Dog. Doing pretty good. we got the Sweet 16 tomorrow. On the together bracket, we'll walk our way through a championship, and that's when, that's when you and me might get into some more significant arguments. Uh, some more coaches fired. Big dogs say goodbye to Loyola's Jim Weitzel. Goodbye, o- Jim Weitzel. Oklahoma has fired Jeff Capel, and Arkansas has fired John Pelfrey. And you know what? Maybe all three of those guys needed to go. All three of them are very good college coaches, particularly Pelfrey and Capel. Those guys are good. Yeah, uh, you know. Jeff Capel can coach, yes. and he was left a bag of hot garbage at Oklahoma with uh, the bag. amount of restrictions that were put on that program and haven't been able to bounce back. You, know, you go two years without scholarships, that could really hurt a program. And then next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're losing, losing, and losing. It doesn't happen very often that like what happens with uh, uh, Drew and Baylor, you know, who the, the – the, what do you yeah. call it, the, the – the program's more to bond. You come in and get a couple of kids that are willing to play, and then you, you start winning right away. So hopefully Oklahoma turns around. What was the name of the coach that put uh, – Calvin Sampson. Calvin Sampson. I couldn't think of it. Claudia and I were talking about yeah. it yesterday. We couldn't think of it. We both could picture I mean, we, I kept saying Ralph Sampson coach. Mm-hmm. Calvin Sampson, yeah, who's yeah, now an assistant coach Sampson. for one of the NBA teams. Uh, but I will tell lot. you this. We've got three local institutions here in the state of Illinois. Bradley? Northern Illinois and Loyola, all three are looking for coaches. And uh, if John Pelfrey or Jeff Capel, who just got fired, if any of those two wanted to come to any of those three colleges, I'd be uh, very, very happy for them and for the cow. I think they'd be good choices. Both I agree of them totally can, with you on that one. Both of them can coach. All right, here we go. Southwest bracket, big dog. we got to move along. Kansas, the Boston Terriers, UNLV, and Illinois. Do we dare take Illinois against Kansas? I just want to let you know, Coach. I wouldn't have done it after the bracket came up, but I told you beforehand, Kansas is losing, and it just, they just so happen to be playing Illinois. I, on my bracket, I picked Illinois to beat Kansas. All right. so, Let's send them there. And, 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 and I do realize, I, I just didn't want to, I said Kansas, I was going to pick Kansas losing in the second round, no matter who they played. They just so happen to be playing the team that I live and die for. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think it's kind of a coincidence. All right, so, so we, we're going to take Illinois to the Sweet 16. If you don't mind, Coach. I'm with you, baby. I'm taking okay, that. Yeah. Taking the walk. Steve McCamey is born again. <laughs> if you say so. No, no. Actually, Coach, I, I'm calling. We I'm, need... I'm calling Mike Tisdale, McCamey, yeah. and Mike Davis mm-hmm. to play like they were supposed to play when they were freshmen, and we thought they were the greatest thing that ever happened to mm-hmm. Illinois basketball in five years. Yeah, we so, also there's a, there's a sophomore by the name of DJ Richardson who might step up and make us forget about all three of them. We need D.J. Richardson back. He was the freshman of the year in the Big Ten last year. And no, no, he is... You're right about that. You're, you're 100 I'm, I'm not going to argue, but D.J. Richardson also needs to step up. Yep. But those three guys, those okay. three seniors, the, this is the last time you're ever going to put Illinois jerseys on, guys. So 
don't have, have a bad taste in, in, in my mouth about you. I don't mm-hmm. want to think of you as the Brian Reynolds and Sean Pruitt of, I don't want, I want to put you in a, in the, Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in a higher category than, than that particular Yeah, or let, let me let me throw a curveball at you. Does Bruce Weber say, I saw enough during the season. I gave him the chance in the Big Ten tournament, in this NCAA tournament mini-run that hopefully Illinois will get on will actually be not the culmination of four years. It will be the beginning of the new crew as he gives much, 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 much more PT to D.J. Richardson, Jeremy Richmond, Leonard Miles or Miles Leonard and Brandon Paul, and it's the young kids that leave that lead Illinois to their uh, upsets. I think that is a more likely scenario. Hey, Coach, you know what? You're exactly right. Yeah. And Crandall had. I, I hate put, to say it, yeah. they're a better. That's that's a better team right now. Yeah. But if those seniors actually play like they've realized, you know what? I don't get to put the orange and blue on ever again after we lose. Maybe they can play with the fire. I don't understand being in a college sport and playing without fire and passion, but they don't. So, it, I, but I'm something's coming. I, this team is going to redeem themselves during this tournament for some reason. I, you know, you get those hunches, coach. Mm-hmm. I have one too. Okay. And I really think that they go on some type of crazy run. You know, Mike Davis, who led the Big Ten in rebounding last year. All of a sudden, this year has a couple double-double games right in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, Demetri McKamey is aggressive it's late in the game. Well, with a minute to go, and they're down by one, he actually attacks the basket and draws a foul instead of bounces the ball off his foot because he's afraid that he's going to miss a shot. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to ride with your hunch quickly. The next four some Vanderbilt, Richmond, Louisville, and Moorhead State. I like Bandy a little bit. I love Louisville out of this one, Coach. You thought they got two seniors, one of them at point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rick Patino said the other day about the kid, I wish I remember his name, but it was a really cool moment okay. on senior day. And then they go out and play He played phenomenal in the Big East tournament. Right. Let's go uh, with it. was it. like, uh, this, is, this is as smart of a basketball player as I've ever coached. All right, let's go with it. Well, I'll jump on your bandwagon on that one. We'll go with the Louisville Cardinal. Georgetown taking on... The Southwest play-in game, that's USC or VCU. USC, possible like Clemson, possible play-in team that could go a, a little bit of a distance. And then you got Georgetown uh, against Arkansas, Little Rock, NC, Asheville. The obvious team here is or wait a minute, and, and Purdue and St. Peter's. So it's Georgetown, Purdue, St. Peter's, and USC. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to throw you the curveball too much, Coach, but on my bracket at home, I have Purdue going to the title game. So I guess that's, you don't have to go with me. You haven't really argued too much with the ones I've wanted. Okay. So yeah, if you don't yeah. want to pick on that, that's quite You know right. what? I've got, I've got nothing strong on St. Peter's, nothing strong on Georgetown, USC a little bit, but I hate Kevin O'Neill too much to actually pick them. Let's go Purdue. Final okay. foursome in the uh, – Southwest bracket, Texas A&M, Florida State, Notre Dame, and Akron. It's the together bracket here. Big Dog and the coach, Notre Dame, the favorite, Florida State, Texas A&M. I like upsets here, Big Dog. Okay, I mean, it'd be cool to have a Notre Dame-Purdue battle in the in the. It would. Team. It would, but I don't, think, cool. I don't think it's going to happen. Notre Dame's team has the least travel distance to their game of any of the 68 in the tournament. They're right at the United Center. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, 45 minutes away with okay. great traffic. Uh, let's put them there. Four hours and 45 minutes away in normal traffic. Let's put them there. I forgot about that. A potential Sweet 16 matchup, Notre Dame and Purdue. Did they play during the regular season? Coach, they don't ever play. Wow. 
When's the last time you remember Purdue and Notre Dame playing on the playing basketball? I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm sure they have. That'd be good it's stuff. Long, they don't do it regularly. Get your tickets like now. That game would be a Sweet 16 matchup in San Antonio. Ooh, Let's that, put I mean, heck yeah, that would be excellent. And the styles of the matchup would be mm-hmm. great because you got the grinded out half court team with a little explosiveness in Purdue. Mm-hmm. So the so nobody plays better offense in college basketball right now than Notre Dame. Let's just flat yeah, out say that. They're they're uh, they're like the rock group. They're in sync. That's that. Yep. You know they might not be the most talented, but they are skilled. Yep. Oh my goodness, those guys can dribble and pass and shoot at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, we got to move to the southeast bracket: Pittsburgh, Butler, Old Dominion, and a play-in game. You like an upset here? I sort of do. Okay, coach. Go but- let's, let, I think Butler. You know what? Ronald Norreed is back. Shelvin Mack is back. Matt Howard is back. Van Zant, their super sub, is back. I, you know, Butler, I know it's not popular to pick a team for two runs in a row. I think they could be Cinderella all over again. But that's, uh, that's good stuff, Coach. Okay, next, go next foursome, Kansas State and Utah State in the boxing match. Wisconsin and Belmont. You got Belmont going to the 16, Big Dog? Yeah, that, in my own personal bracket, I do. You can go with somebody, somebody else if you want it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some insurance on you know that. What? You know what, Jacob Pullen, the physicality of Kansas State, let's take the Wildcat there. Okay. Okay, St. John's. You're Gonz- just afraid of Frank Martin is what it I is. I am, actually. He's a very intimidating man. <laughs> I have part, It's part fear, part attraction to Frank St. Martin. Uh, St. John's, Gonzaga, Brigham Young, and Wolford. This might be, to me, the hardest four to pick. St. John's, Gonzaga, Brigham Young, and Wolford. At times, I like all four of them. Yeah, I, I went with uh, St. John's. I think it's a reemergence, and uh, and I think the NCAA really wants a team in Manhattan to be good again, mm-hmm. so they can have so they yeah, can have people you know buying thousand dollar court. I might I might usurp you here. I've got a late late feeling. I think Mark Few and the Zags—they've been quiet this year. Robert Acre and company—I think Gonzaga might be the team. Yeah, if you think about it, that's a, not only is that a hard one to pick, Coach. Those are like the good college basketball story. Mm-hmm. You got the team from Manhattan that's re- re- in the resurgence with Steve Lavin as a, as a head coach, really personable guy. You got you got Mark Few, who's awesome on camera, and he's the Gonzaga, and that's always a story because you, you know that those are the kids that just flew under the radar that are top level uh, Division One players. We got to wrap it uh, up. Then dog. you have who's, who's the other team? We got to wrap it up, big dog. We will. Uh, we have one foursome to go, and then you and me will uh, finalize the Sweet 16. we got to sign off real quick here. Big Dog, good luck on the uh, job offer. We will talk to you tomorrow as we finalize our brackets, okay? Oh, that was no fun. Way to, way to end the show. I apologize, but uh, David Olson makes the calls. We need one more hour, folks. Back tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic. Thanks for listening.